0: drama it feeds my soul give me that conflama especially if it's old give me all that drama made to last give me all that drama straight up out of the past give me all that drama straight about. of
1: Hello. Yes, I have a theme tune now, very professional. Um thank you to the lovely Jade Fernley for doing that for me. What a absolute babe. I told her that I wanted it to sound like something from X Factor Judges Houses in 2008 and I think she smashed the criteria. I fucking love it. I keep singing it on my own. The second episode is about Lady Jane Grey. If you're from the Failsworth area of Manchester, I'm going to be talking about Lady Jane Grey, the historical figure, not Lady Jane's The Brothel on Oldham Road. So if you saw the title for the episode and thought, finally, somebody's doing a podcast about all the brothels in the northwest of England, some online content that just really speaks to me. Um, I'm sorry to disappoint, that's not what this is about. Lady Jane's story was like my gateway drug into historical documentaries. Because I watched a film about Lady Jane Grey and it had um, Helena Bonham Carter in it. Because I went on some weird like rampage where I was trying to watch all of Helena Bonham Carter's films. Because when I was younger, I thought that I was attracted to Helena Bonham Carter. But now I realise that no, I just wanted to be Helena Bonham Carter and I was speaking about this with a friend of mine because I also had the same thing about Kate Beckinsale in when she was in Underworld because when she was in that leather catsuit oh my god she's so sexy in that like leather catsuit and now as an adult I realise I wasn't attracted to her at all I just wanted that catsuit and I feel like my bum would look great in it. So yeah let's crack on anyway. Lady Jane Grey was technically the Kind of the first queen of England, but she was only queen for nine days. And those nine days are just jam-packed with drama. It's like a girl's holiday in Magaloth. So I'm really excited to let you know all the drama about her nine day reign. But beforehand, we need to do a little bit of like, you know, a backstory. So I'm going to have to quickly go through the Tudor family tree just so you get a little bit of context, but I'm going to do it as quick as possible so we can get straight into the drama. Because sometimes you can have too much context. I remember when I went and watched that Will Smith film, I Am Legend. And I walked out halfway through. I was like, I'm just watching a man with his dog. And then at the end, apparently, there were zombies. But I didn't get that far because I was just like, this is fucking boring me to tears. I get it. He's on his own. He could have done that in five minutes. Henry VIII had three kids. He had Mara, his eldest, from his first marriage. Elizabeth, from his second marriage. And from his third marriage, he had Edward. On Henry's testament for, like, when he died, his succession order should have gone, Edward, Mary, Elizabeth. Henry VIII also had two sisters. So he had his oldest sister, Margaret, but he cut her out of the succession because she was like the Queen of Scotland and he didn't really want Scotland getting involved. And then his other sister, Mara, who had died, but her daughter, Frances, had three children and the eldest being Jane. So that's how Jane is related to Henry VIII and Edward. But when Edward died, he changed the line of succession because he didn't want his sister Mary to become queen because she was Catholic and he wanted it to stay Church of England. And as well, Mary and Elizabeth had both been claimed illegitimate because it was from Henry's previous marriages. If Edward died he knew that he wanted a king but there was only girls in the family so he didn't really have that option. So Edward sneakily changed the line of succession so that if he died with no children it would go to his cousin Jane because she was only 15 and she was still quite young and she could bear like male heirs and she was Church of England and that was what was important to him. So he sneakily changed all of that. All of the best stories have a real nasty bad guy, like a real piece of shit, you know. You've got Emperor Palpatine, the Joker, Voldemort, Jim Fenner from Bad Girls you know, like the classic epic stories. And this story is no different. The villain in this story is John Dudley, the first Duke of Northumberland. John Dudley wasn't noble born like most of the people in the Privy Council. He'd really climbed his way up and he worked for Henry for years. And then when Edward was king, he was Edward's right hand man. Edward was quite young and impressionable. And people were saying that John was always in his uh, helping him make these decisions. So the decision of cutting Mary out and going straight to Jane is very highly likely Northumberland's idea. When Northumberland finds out that Edward's about to die and he realises that he's ill he quickly marries Jane off to his youngest son Guilford Dudley. So he's convinced Edward to make Jane the next successor and then coincidentally married his own son to her, this sneaky little devil. We know exactly what he's doing. So he married Guilford to Jane, thinking that Jane will become queen and then make Guilford king. That was his big plan from the get-go. Jane's family agreed to the marriage. Jane's dad, Henry Grey. God, what a wet flannel. I mean, he's useless. Henry VIII wouldn't really give him any roles of responsibility even though he was married to his sister. Jane's dad, Henry Grey, would have just done what he was told. He was a complete wet flannel. He didn't have one original thought in his head. So I think Northumberland knew that he didn't have to convince him because Henry Grey was married to Henry VIII's sister But Henry VIII was still like, I'm not giving you any jobs with any responsibility. I wouldn't even trust you with a ballpoint pen. Like, you're fucking stupid. So she married Guildford just before Edward died. So King Edward dies on the 6th of July. And then Northumberland gets to work straight away. So he goes to the Privy Council. They all seem a bit scared of him, to be honest, like he's bossing them all about. Northumberland shows all the members of the Privy Council the signed document by Edward um, proclaiming Jane as the next heir, not Mary. The Privy Council tried to keep Edward's death a bit of a secret for as many days as possible because they want to get to work on Jane becoming Queen and they just don't want Mary to know. But one of the grasses do end up sending a letter out to Mary. So she finds out that Edward has died as well. So Edward dies on the 6th of July. But Jane doesn't find out that she's going to be Queen until the 9th of July. On the same day that Jane found out that Edward had died. Mary also found out and she wrote a letter to the Privy Council. Basically saying, hey you bunch of shit for brains. Listen, you've crowned the wrong person here. So I'm giving you this last opportunity. If you admit that I'm the Queen, no I'm done, we'll just move on. But if you plan on crowning her, I'm going to come down to London and I'm going to bash all your fucking brains in. That's what the letter said, I'm paraphrasing. Mary don't waste no time, she's proper organised Mary. And she starts writing out loads of letters to different people around the country trying to build up an army saying... Hey, look, I'm supposed to be queen, but this little bitch has come and took me crown. We need to fight. On one of the documentaries that I watched, you could see that Mary was signing each letter at the top saying Mary, Queen of England. Because in her mind, she 100% was Queen and she hadn't even been crowned yet. And she was sending out the same letters and just changing the name of the people she was sending them to. And it was the first time I've ever realised, thank God for copy and paste. We really take copy and paste for granted, but it's actually an amazing thing, really, Imagine having to write this same shit to 20 different people. Wedding invitations and all that shit. Without copy and paste it'd be a fucking ball ache. On the 10th of July the day after Jane found out Edward had died. She was taken to the Tower of London to be crowned Queen. Northumberland wasn't messing around. He wanted her on the throne straight away. Because he knew that Mary was about to come down and make a right mess. Over the first couple of days of Jane's reign, it basically was just Mary gathering forces and Jane gathering forces. Northumberland is offering double the normal going rate for people to fight for Jane. And Jane actually starts to get a little bit cocky and confident, which I love. When Jane was fitted with the royal crown... The crown maker, I guess, I don't know what you call him, the person who makes a crown, said to Jane, we'll make one for Guildford, your husband, because he's going to be the king. And Jane said, no, 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 he's not going to be king. I'm going to be queen on my own. I don't need a king. Northumberland's plan was for his son Guildford to marry Jane and then become king but Jane is saying no he's not going to be king I'll be queen on my own but Guildford really throws his ties out the pram and says to Jane well if you're not going to make me king we're not having sex and then you won't have a successor Um, so Guildford starts using sex as a weapon which isn't very mature but you know we've all been there. Oh, have you forgotten to take the washing out? Oh, well, I've forgotten how to give blowjobs. Shame, that ain't it? They thought that Jane would be a bit of a pushover, but she was like, no, bitch, I'm going to rule this country on my own. The Privy Council know that Mary's gathering forces to go down to London and rip Jane's head off. So they know that they need to send an army up to East Anglia to go and get her before it all kicks off. And the Privy Council all agree that Henry Gray, Jane's dad, will lead the army. Which is such a terrible decision because he's useless. Absolutely useless. And Henry Gray is like, yeah, I can do it. I can lead the army, acting all hard in front of the Privy Council. But then when he's with Jane, he's like, (coughs) I don't feel well. No, don't make me do it. No. (laughs) No. But then in front of the council, is like, yeah, I can go do it. And then when he's with Jane, no. So Jane's like, I can't send my dad. He can't do it. So she says, no, Northumberland will go and he will lead the army. Northumberland had a lot of military experience. So it did kind of make sense. Although he was fucking hated because a really big rebellion against the new Church of England. So Northumberland went down there. And just fucking massacred them all. So sending him to fight Mary is a really bad idea because it just gives people more reason to join Mary's cause. By day six, seven, Mary's getting all the numbers because loads of the people are still Catholic. They believe in her line to the throne more. None of them have a clue who Jane is and everybody wants to kick Northumberland in the dick. So if they know that Northumberland's going to be on the battlefield, everybody wants that opportunity to be the one to stab him in the face. By like the last two days of Jane's reign, people from the Privy Council started to realise, oh shit, we actually might lose this one. So a load of them just started like bailing and leaving. So Jane locked the front door, she was like, fuck off, if I'm going down, we're all going down. You're, you're the ones who got me in this, I did not even want to be Queen. But a load of them still managed to sneak off and people were going missing northumberland wasn't there because he was in cambridge getting ready to fight mary so he didn't really know what was going on he was a bit oblivious and jane was just in the tower of london like god right we're all locked in here now then we'll just wait for it to be done the 18th of july is basically jane's last Date as queen by this point all of the privy council have fucked off even her own uncle everyone's like oh she ain't got any chance we need to save our own next year on the 19th of july the privy council aka the chamber of shitbags get word out to mary saying we the privy council say that you're the queen not jane like all hail queen mary all that sort of licking ass sort of bullshit And then the Privy Council go to the streets of London and tell the public that Mary is Queen. And the public go mental, they're like having bonfires, get really pissed, like they love it. Because I think a lot of them didn't have a clue who Jane was anyway. So it was like, she shouldn't be Queen, it should be Mary. And obviously loads of them are still really Catholic. On the 3rd of August, two weeks after all this happens mary comes to london apparently she was looking fly as fuck saying that she was in the best clothes and she looked really dapper and she pardoned loads of the privy council mary seems quite chill really she even pardoned henry gray jane's dad to be honest though i think she thought god he's so useless there's no point even chopping his head off Although she didn't pardon Northumberland, he was executed on the 22nd of August. She thought, no, I'm a nice person, but he's pushed me too far. He's been the brains behind this whole operation. His head is coming clean off. We can't be having him running about causing havoc. Mary really doesn't want to kill Jane. She doesn't want Jane to have a trial. Everyone's putting pressure on Mary to give Jane and Guilford a trial, so she agrees to it. And both Jane and Guilford are both sentenced to death, but they're not killed straight away because Mary doesn't want them to die. So she's trying to make sure that they don't end up getting beheaded and that maybe they can just do like a prison sentence. I don't know, but she's really trying to make sure that Jane doesn't die. So Jane's just in prison for well, this point it's been like four months and Mary's trying her best to keep her alive until useless shit for brains, Jane's dad, goes and joins a rebellion against Mary. It's like, dickhead, your daughter's in prison because of you, and now you, you useless sack of shit, are trying to get a tiny army to go and fight Mary, even though she's got the keys to your daughter's freedom. Are you fucking stupid? So anyway, that little rebellion gets captured straight away. It actually makes Mary go, do you know what, Jane's actually going to have to be beheaded. So Jane ends up getting beheaded because of a useless sack of shit dad. So now, because of Jane's dad, both Jane and Guildford are being executed. Guilford's executed first outside of the castle so it's more public and everybody can see. And then they said, oh, Jane had a real privileged death because she was executed privately behind the castle walls. That's not a privileged A privileged death is dying when you're like 90 years old, you've had a great life, made loads of money, had so much fun, shagged so many sexy people. A privileged death is that, not getting your head chopped off. When you're a teenager. That's not a privileged death. That's fucking stupid. So that was the story of Lady Jane Grey. Thank you for listening. And thank you everyone who messaged me saying that you liked the last episode. And asking me to do another. that's lovely. But yeah if you did like this one as well. Maybe. I don't know. Tell a friend or something. And if I start getting quite a few listeners. Obviously it'll give me more reason to make more. Share it about if you like it, please. Thank you. God, that sounded quite demanding. I didn't mean it to. I'm sorry. But please send it around. So thank you so much for listening to my podcast, Dead Drama. Um, My name's Josh Jones. That sounds corny doing that, but I'll do it anyway. Have a lovely weekend. Bye, 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 bye.
0: I love drama. It feeds my soul. Give me that conflama especially if it's old. Give me all that drama made to last. Give me all that drama straight up out of the past. Give me all that drama straight up out of...